Caroline, Caroline, rolling down the river just one more time. Welcome to East Coast DNA. This is Darcy and I'm Andrew. We're brothers from Nova Scotia. And this podcast is covering East Coast musicians, originally starting to be the reemergence of live music since COVID started. Now, it is, since COVID restrictions were lifting, I guess. Yes. And uh, it's wide open. It's wide open. Uh, yeah. Last week, we had a super episode with nominees for Rock Performance of the Year. Correct? That's what it was. Recording. Rock Recording of the Year. Same difference at this point. Yeah, I think it's the same. Um, and we released a two-hour episode. This week, we're cutting it up, and we're going Monday to Friday. So, what's the theme this week, Darcy? Originally, we were reaching out to uh, entertainers of the year, but uh, a couple things. One, we quickly realized that uh, as we were gathering notes for some of the interviews, that most of the entertainers of the year are in other categories as well, mm-hmm. which uh, made it a little interesting. And on top of that, the uh, Hurricane Fiona that ripped through the East Coast and just destroyed everything. When was that? Was that recent? Yeah, it was the... Maybe you were sleeping. Yeah, I think I got a nap. That was when I was doing interviews. And then I woke you up right when the power came back on. When when did the hurricane happen? While you were sleeping. Yes. (laughs) So uh, that kind of put a little bit of a pause on some of the little spree of interviews that I, I was doing for these, but uh, we do have another set of five. Mm-hmm. And uh, as you and I had discussed, we figured uh, instead of releasing another two-hour episode, maybe this one would break up a little bit. And with everybody uh, doing cleanup or resting and recovering a little bit from all of the cleanup and devastation that happened in the region, we thought maybe it might be a little bit of a distraction for people some extra entertainment content mm-hmm. you know that's when i listen to podcasts the most as if i'm out cleaning brush or burning or yep. doing doing laundry dishes yeah. all, all of the fun stuff that everyone fell behind on when they had no power for the better part or more than a week in some cases yeah so i got friends that still have no power and they don't think it's come back till tuesday so they'll be look at it's almost 10 days now, so they're going to be like yeah. almost two weeks before they get power back. Yeah, it's quite a Yeah. That would stink. And, believe it or not, this was not recorded during the hurricane. It was just really windy outside. Here's Willie Stratton. Yeah, the reason we wanted to have you on, like I said, uh, we were reaching out to some of the nominees for Music Nova Scotia just to kind of get little uh, intros to some people. Uh, some of our audience doesn't know all of the performers. And we right. tend to talk about everybody as they're getting the awards and stuff too. So, want to give a little introduction to who Willie Stratton is. Um, I did do a little bit of research. I uh, I was familiar with you a bit from uh, last year. Uh, I'd been talking with Sherry Jones there at Music Week, and uh, she was talking about you a little bit. Oh, sweet. So, uh, yeah, we didn't get a chance to meet up there, but. Uh, yeah, when I was talking with some of the other guys in the previous interviews there, a couple of them knew you, so I got awesome. uh, Andre to give a little reach out to you there. He's been Sweet, on, yeah. He's been on a couple times now, actually. Awesome. So, yeah, I know uh, one thing that really stuck out to me, and I don't normally have a funky hat on, but uh, you're, yeah. you t- tend to have uh, quite the wardrobe when you perform, too. Yeah. And 
it seems to tie into uh, a few other things that I wanted to get into. But one question specifically, the big wide brim hat that you had on a lot last year. Does aquaculture still have that? Yes. Yeah. yeah he's now the owner of that particular yeah. crown. Yeah, because he took it for the Africvillian funk video. I knew that. Yeah. And then I saw yeah. a thing that he was not planning on giving it back. So I was curious if yeah. you were... Yeah, no, it's his, it's his now. hat now. <laughs> I kind of like that, you know, for a... It's like the wardrobe can kind of... Goes on its own journey, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And it's that, a living that, thing in a way. That was one thing uh, I listened to. Uh, you were on Mike Ryan's podcast not long ago, too. Yeah. Yeah, I was listening to that. And uh, when you guys were getting talking and some of the research I was doing, something that came up, like besides the, the hat thing and some of the wardrobe choices, I know uh, there was a couple articles that I read actually about you uh, talking about different types of old microphones. Oh, yeah. And uh, I know that some of the articles were saying that you were looking for different sounds and stuff over the years. So yeah. you started quite young, like around 11, 12 or something playing guitar. Yep. Yeah. I was 12. I bought my first guitar and, uh, yeah. And that was pretty much it. I was just like, got really obsessed with it. I think sometimes around that age when something hits you, that's kind of, sometimes it'll stick. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, and then, yeah, since then, I mean, you know, it's like, I, I like a lot of different types of music. Yeah. And um, for me, it's like trying to figure out a way to really figure out what I like about each type of music and bring that into my own music, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And that's one thing, too, that besides being down for the Entertainer of the Year, which was the reason I reached out to you in the first place. You're down for uh, Americana Bluegrass Recording yeah. of the Year. But I've also seen you list it. Actually, I think it was uh, Discogs. I went in looking there, right. just some of your back catalog. And the yep. under the genre category, they had you list. I have to actually look at my notes for this. You're listed as Rock Folk World Country. <laughs> yeah. And then, like I see, then, <laughs> then you're under Americana Bluegrass for the awards. Yeah. So I'm I mean, like, that's yeah, the that's... Thing. It's like, I find, like, for example, rock, folk, blues, country. I mean, to me, it's like, there's so much crossover there mm -hmm. anyway. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't know, for example, uh, you know, Achy Breaky Heart, when it came out, enraged some hardcore country fans because they thought that it wasn't country. country. It was rock and roll. But we look yeah. at that now, and that's definitely country no one would say it wasn't country exactly you know what i mean and then you know the same thing with like bob dylan he's folk but he's also rock and roll yeah. and he's done some country stuff too you know and well even like, like a bon jovi so crossover What's bon, bon jovi would be a good one that was a rocker totally. all through the 80s and by the end of the 90s he's country yeah like, totally really. yeah. yeah and it's really it's it's such a subtle difference you know like, I think if you're coming from outside of, like, a Western music perspective, it would all look the same anyway, really. Oh, yeah. You know, we're just so in it that it's like, you know. We see the nuance because we're familiar. Seem bigger than they are. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. with your own music, now, it was 2011, 2012 when you released your first recording, is that around yep. the right time? Yep. And you had been going to NESCAD and you could bachelor of arts at SMU and so like you're obviously looking at going into the arts yeah 
I never finished either of those degrees. Okay. But <laughs> and and you're you're still uh you've got the two hustles. You've got your music career and you've got your uh your hairdresser. Yeah. Barber. Yeah. Cool, cool. And so that was one thing I was gonna ask you too, that as you start it. I wouldn't necessarily call you a trad or anything, but I mean, maybe the, right. the bluegrass and stuff. Like you started a more mm. traditional type sound. Yeah. And then as you progressed, you can see some of the different, you can kind of see where you were looking for different sounds. And like, I don't know a lot about the microphone sure. piece, but you can tell that you were experimenting and yeah, working in with maybe some of the Halifax indie rock people, maybe a little bit for musicians and everything. There's yeah. a little bit of a different influence there. Big but, time. That was a big influence for sure. Yeah. What was the big difference? Like, I think around you had one song that was quite popular online there back like years November, ago. back in the day. Oh no, yeah, even back before then. Hmm. And then it seemed like there's a little bit of a lull, and then you're back and you're getting a lot of attention. Yeah. So I'm assuming that some of it is some of the different music industry people that you started connecting with were that were helping promote you a little bit, but there was a different sound yeah. there too. So what was the yeah. biggest difference for the sound in the little, like it's not a large gap as far as a discography, you can barely tell that, right. there's, but there's a little, maybe a couple years there where something seems to have happened where you had a little renewed. Push. Totally. No, I totally agree. Uh, I think it's just like, you know, when I started out, I kind of hit the ground running and it was a time when like there was a lot of cool music stuff going on in Halifax at the time. And it was like, there's a bunch of other artists doing wicked stuff at the time. And it was like, it's kind of before Halifax, you know, it was kind of a different place back 10 years ago. Like, oh, it was yeah, like you know, you could rent a room for 300 bucks a month. And like, yeah. it was like, that's, that's a good environment for artists. You know what I mean? Yeah, and like, absolutely. And pop explosion was like, probably at its peak i would say at that time and then like yep. you know i guess other people would argue that but like you know it's like it was just like a very supportive time and then like you know i was like just kind of the timing was right and people were liking what i was doing when i started out and and then and like at the time too i mean like the indie folk thing was like kind of big you know what i mean it's like sure. that happened to be the sound that i wanted to get into and the and then it was like that sort of sound kind of faded away and then Halifax kind of started changing. And then, you know, at that time too, I was starting to ask myself what kind of, you know, it was like, it was like I'd, I'd started out and I was writing and I, was, I like what I was writing, but like I knew that what I was influenced by at that time was like, you know, Fleet Foxes and like, you know, that kind of like, indie stuff which i mm -hmm. which i liked but i wanted to get like more of like i wanted to investigate more like like what is folk really like i i found i was always saying like i was a folk musician but what does that mean and you know that got me to like looking into the archives and stuff and like trying to learn more about like folk from around here and, you know and then I, I also would you know went down a big path of like country and like realizing how much country comes from Nova Scotia. And then of course, you know, like being a part of the Gordy Sampson song camp really got me into like understanding the more contemporary country stuff and the, the existing connection that Nova Scotia had with Nashville in that sense too. And I, I found like, it just made me kind of abandon that 
sound that I started with to some degree, you know, because it's like, I, I didn't feel like it had anything to do with my culture really, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. So, and, and then, but like some people were like upset by that, you know, but it's like, and like, I get, I get it, you know, I guess, I mean, you know, I don't know. It's like, well, I was 18, you know what I mean? And it's like, I just wanted to do what was cool. And then it's like, I feel like now, you know, and then, and like as well, like I, I was just touring a lot. I wanted to just play shows. Then I kind of took breaks from music, did like got into doing hair and stuff. And then, but it's like, now I just feel like I know what I want to do and create, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, yeah. So was the Grease Coast term yours? Cause I know Andres had the Grease Coast rock and roll on some of his old promo stuff. So All right, who, yeah. who, who came up with Grease Coast? Because that would have been around the same era that you were both reusing the term. Maybe He might have been a little later. That's why I wasn't sure. Yeah, I guess I never really thought of that. Yeah. I I think I was going to originally call it like Hawaiian pizza or something. Yeah. And then I was something like, random. no, that's kind of dumb. And then I was just thinking about pizza. And I was like, Grease, Grease Coast. Yeah, and we're I giving you credit it. then. I, I <laughs> like that. It was like a, a decision in like split Whenever second and I'm just posting act. it to go on spotify <laughs> yeah fair enough <laughs> and so you're from are you from halifax like born and raised yeah well i grew i was born in new glasgow and then we lived in sackville and then i was kind of raised in bedford as well no i mean I see, yeah, I'm around like, hrm i'm i'm born and raised in new glasgow and i'm in the glasgow right now so oh sweet uh, yeah we possibly know some of the same people then I was very young when we moved from New Glasgow. But oh, okay, fair enough. I was born at the Aberdeen. <laughs> oh, there you go. So when uh, you released Drugstore Dreamin', which is what everything's big for you this year, because that's your new album, and that's what you would have yep. promoted. You had people behind you helping you promote this one, too, and you had a couple singles that came off of it. Yeah. Um, now, one question that I had, with the singles that you had, uh, Caroline's the newer one. And yeah. did you have two singles before that off this album or just the one? Yeah, there was uh, uh, Way She Holds Me was the first one, then yeah. Need Your Love. Yeah, so those are the two I songs. So the Need Your Love, I don't remember hearing it pushed out. Like, I don't listen to a lot of like country radio or anything, so I don't know if that's where they're playing right. it. So, like, I maybe yeah. just didn't hear it. But that has more of a maybe not rockabilly, but it's in a more upbeat. Yeah, and like I can like see old school rock and roll. Yeah, and I can see where a lot of people that are covering you in articles and stuff are making Elvis comparisons. So I mean, between right. between the wardrobe on stage and the genres that you're covering, obviously there's comparisons there. But I I found it kind of curious. Like I said, I, I know of you through some other people in the music industry, and I've seen some of what you're performing. And it seems right. like your stage presence would give off more of that upbeat, swinging rock sound. Yeah. But your radio and marketing presence seems to be more, not contemporary, but maybe a lighter sound and that your, mm. sl your slower, lighter melodies. So there's, yeah. no, there's no marketing decision behind that, is there? No, I think it just comes down to like what works. You know, it's like when I'm yeah. playing a show, like I I never want to play a mellow show 
really. You well, know that's what, what I, mean? I was going to say is that it, yeah. I, I listen to you on the radio or like Spotify and the songs that I'm getting thrown at me are the ones that have the bigger hits, the more plays and they right. are, they are your slower songs and yeah. I can see, I can see that they're popular, Yeah, but I also can, when I am around you physically or see your presence on stage, you can feel the vibe of that. There's an energy there and you can hear it yeah. on every other track. It just doesn't seem that those are the ones that are pushed out to radio. So you're kind uh, of getting yeah. a different feel. At the, it, so the live yeah, show really might yeah. not be what people are expecting just on the radio, but they can totally. expect a good time. It's a good rock show. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing to me. It's just like, like live and recorded is just such a different thing. I mean, a lot of that, like, I find with Spotify, too, there's no control over it. You know what no, I mean? It's like, yeah. like, for, like, when we put out the album, it's like Chasing Rabbits was the number one song on it for a long time. And it's like, I didn't expect that. You know what I mean? It was yeah, like, yeah. That was, like, we just kind of tacked that on at the end. And it's like, I find it's interesting because it's like, that's what people want. But, like, I, I find, too, like, I'm happy with, you know, it's like when, you know, people aren't listening to those songs at the volume that they're listening to the music when they're at the show. Yeah, that's true. You know what true. I mean? And it's like, it's a different setting. Like, I imagine when people are listening to Chasing Rabbits, they're probably like, I don't know, driving in their car, thinking about all their yeah. regrets yeah. in life or something. I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? But it's yeah. like, like, you know, at a show, like, I don't want to, like, bring that vibe, you right. know? Right. But I will play that song. Like, we, we played that song at the marquee for the release, and, and that was awesome. You know what I mean? So it's like, I find it's just, I don't know. I kind of look at it as two different things. And they're, you know, they're, they're obviously like they're the same songs we play live. Yeah. Yeah. On the record. It's just, and they do yeah. fit together. Like on the record, there's, it almost has like an ebb and flow to listen. Cause the way they're sequenced, it's almost, you're going up and down a little bit, but not, yeah. not anything too staggering where you're jolted out of a listening experience. Listen to the full album. Right. But I was just curious about that. Cause it did seem like, uh, not at a huge level, but it almost seems like you're marketed one way as far as go listen to them here. But then your mm -hmm. live show seems to almost have a different thing, even though they obviously relate. And the Elvis comparison right. works again there too, because he also was both sides of that coin. Yeah. I just like, I enjoy the differences. You know what I mean? It's like, like for, I think for a while I wanted everything I played live to sound exactly like the record or like, yeah, the record sound exactly the way the show was, but then I, I find that only led to frustration and like, you know, it's like you can be. Sometimes you know, it's like we'll play a crazy show, and you listen back and like, you wouldn't necessarily want to have that be the record. <laughs> you know, what yeah, I mean? like, yeah, you yeah. know, because things happen in a live situation, like, you know, you hit a wrong chord or like whatever, but it's about that energy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Fine. In, in a recording, it's like, it's a fully different mindset for me, you know? Yeah, it's a completely different environment when you're yeah. sitting down. So you're kind of influenced yeah. by the vibe and the atmosphere as you're actually yeah. performing too. Yeah, that makes sense. Because so, when I'm writing them, you know, it's like I'm, I'm alone at home. And mm -hmm. it's a pretty, you know, intimate setting usually. And like, but it's like, it kind of takes its own. I find like, yeah, the recording and the live performance, they, it's like, they just, yeah, it's its own thing, I guess. But it, that's something I enjoy. Like, you know, 
Yeah, absolutely. And now where this past year that the the album was already recorded, so when you were performing and supporting that, is mm -hmm. it the same musicians doing the live performance that you had on the album or did you have to swap out some studio musicians for some live hires or Uh yeah. Uh Nobody on the recordings is in the live band. Okay. And, yeah, the recording band is, like, a mix of, like, um, people from Toronto, people from around here, people from, uh, but some of it was done in Nashville. Oh, cool. So it's just, like, it's a total mix. Yeah. But that was exciting, too, because it's, like, it just allowed the songs to kind of be what they wanted to be, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, like, because, I mean... It's like, I love my band that I play live with, but it's like, it's easy sometimes if you have a song that doesn't have a recording, it, it sort of like comes to be something with the band, but that might not even resemble the original vision, you know, yeah. or what the, it, you know, it's like, I find with the live band, like if we're working something out, we'll get some cool sounds going, but it might not really be like in response to what the lyrics are saying. Sure. You know, it's more like, oh, this is a cool groove, which is like, that's the way I want live music to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, you know, whereas like, we're a little more selective when it comes to like the recording, I guess. Just like, I mean, it's still selective in, in the live situation too. You know? But you have more of a vision going into songwriting versus performing. Yeah. And then per sure. performing's the feel and the yeah. vibe between the musicians and the yeah. recording you're going into. Totally. Like, I came up with an idea and I kind of have an idea what it's going to look like. So I need to start putting the pieces yeah. together. So, yeah, I can yeah. understand that. Like, even something as small as the podcast, it's only me and my brother, but we've never hit any big issues. But occasionally there's some things where you go off on your own and you're like, oh, this is what I said I was going to do. And the other yeah. person thinks, oh, I thought you meant this. It just looks yeah. different because you visualize it different internally, I guess. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, uh, good luck with your award nominations. But what is the... Thanks, uh, man. You're heading off to Ontario for some tour dates soon? Yeah. Yeah, doing uh, the Festival of Small Halls, which is all kind of, I think, all around the Ottawa area. I'm mm -hmm. playing in Elgin and Manawatchin. I'm really excited. And those are solo shows, which will be fun, too. That's awesome. And then you'll be back in time for Music Week, I'm assuming. You'll be in Sydney in November? Yeah. Yeah, I'm All really right. excited for that. It's going to be fun to do it in Sydney. Oh, yeah. It's, it sounds like, uh, well, same as every year. Everyone's going. But I yeah, exactly. I feel a little bit more because I've been doing this for a year, and I know a bunch of you now. So, I mean, it's a, yeah. it's a little different feeling this year. So, yeah. what's your... Uh, what big things do you have planned coming up? Like, I mean, obviously music week is uh, for a lot of Nova Scotia musicians where you're promoting what you just did and getting ready to announce new stuff. But do you have any more tour dates coming up or any new recordings in the works? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm like working on new songs right now. Mm -hmm. That's kind of where a lot of my focus is going. Um, and then like we've got, tour dates for like next summer just because like everything's kind of backlogged right now you know yeah. it's like if you didn't have a tour that was booked and then canceled you weren't really touring this summer and then you know what i mean it's like everything's kind of backed up but i think like you know by like next summer we've got a bunch of cool dates that i'm excited for and then like you know 
Um, but yeah, I mean, all of, all I'm focusing on right now too is just like getting new songs on the go. Perfect. And yeah, any any uh, any performances scheduled for Sydney the week of Music Week or you're, yes, yeah, oh, we're okay. playing at the Old Triangle on the Thursday. All right, cool. I'll have to check yeah. that out. I don't Hitting know. The ground I know four four of the people we interviewed in the rock recording episode are playing back to back on that Thursday night, but. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Thursday is like pretty crazy. There's a lot of good stuff a, on the go. Yeah. Like I, I didn't look every single year, but yeah, I don't remember Thursday being such a big kickoff for so many. No, same. So many bands. But I, I like that. I think it's cool. Like may as well, like, you know, here's some people and get the feeling right away. And then you can yeah. go do your meetings and workshops and yeah. showcases and you you didn't feel, I did feel that last year running around that by the time I was ready to go see performances, I felt like I already missed too many. Yeah. Because there was yeah. just so much going on. And that's so, why I'm excited to like have the Saturday night to go watch stuff, you know? Yeah. And, like, it's like, yeah. Exactly. It's like after Thursday, I'm just hanging, which is awesome. Yeah. 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 No, it's, it's, it should be a really good vibe. Uh, crossing my fingers. We've awesome. Still, still got a few weeks to get there. Well, yeah. I know uh, you're, quite busy there and we got a few more that we're scheduling here so i do want to thank you for your time yeah thank and, you so uh, much man hopefully uh come november we uh, run into each other somewhere uh, maybe that saturday night we'll Absolutely. catch andre together yeah for sure dude all right i'll probably be there all thanks right, again see ya bye thank you and there you go if you guys want to follow us we're available many locations uh not very busy in every location but we're we're available and uh, you can find us in the Linktree link down in the show notes or wherever you're watching this or listening to this. If you go below it, there's words. The words will be there and you can click on the thing and it'll take subscribe. you Subscribe. Yeah. Subscribe on YouTube or your favorite Smash the like app. button. Subscribe. Yes. Hit the exactly. bell. Ding. And we do not know what the next one's going to be after the series. So definitely subscribe so you can keep track of it. Yes. And let us know. If you think we should do something different, let us know if you find out what we're doing next. When you find out, let us know. So we are in the loop. Anyway, thanks for listening. Uh, it's a busy week and we'll catch you either tomorrow or in a couple weeks or on Monday, depending on what day you listen to this episode, because we're honestly recording the outro and just copy and pasting it all through the week. Keep Bye again. <laughs>
Teacher, all right.